Welcome to Sarah's Simple Thoughts. I'm your host, Sarah. I'm a personal development coach, and I help women to show up confidently, consistently, both internally and externally. I am so grateful to be here today. I'm so grateful that you picked this podcast to listen to, and I am really excited to unpack this topic. This topic is a fascinating one to me that has so many nuances and so many layers, so much so that I am, I confess, a little bit nervous to unpack this because I feel like there are potentials for triggers. Just just beware of that. And the topic is change. I want to talk about how... Sometimes we seek change as a coping mechanism from trauma. I want to talk about change and the inherent emotions that often get intertwined with change, that are often involved with change. I want to talk about if change has a necessary place in our lives, and if so, how. And I just, oh, there are some changes that aren't within our control that are very painful. And I want to take a minute to honor those. Those changes that happen that are devastating. Whether that is death, separation, natural disasters, man-made disasters, women-made disasters, non-binary disasters, anything, anything at all that is incredibly painful that might be outside of our control that we have been impacted severely by. I want to take a moment and really honor the pain, the suffering that you may be going through as a result of someone else's decisions. I do not want to diminish any of those Um, circumstances. So I, after we take a minute to unpack those type of changes and how they are impacting you, take some silence, take some reverence for that. We're going to be folding that up and putting it aside and talking about different types of changes. If you feel like it's just too triggering, I completely understand. completely get it. Take a pause this week on the podcast. Come back next week. Let's revisit then. So Like I said, there are a lot of changes that we cannot control. And so many times I hear, oh, everything happens for a reason. God is making this happen for a good reason. And first off, yes, in my faith, I believe that in the end, everything works to my benefit. Yes, I do believe that. On the other hand, I do not go up to somebody who has just had a miscarriage or a parent die and say, oh, well, you know, this is all for the best. Everything's going to be okay. No, 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 no. That's not what we need in that moment. Okay. (laughs) That's not what we need. We need compassion. We need listening ears. 
we need the realization that this crap sucks so bad and we don't have to find rainbows and butterflies in it, okay? We don't have to every single time. Eventually, you will be in a place of, you know, going through your grief and you might feel like those words are comforting much, 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 much later, if at all. But this is for me to say that when you are dealing with difficult circumstances, you do not always have to find the good, okay? Some things just really suck and that's okay, all right? The last thing I want to employ here is toxic positivity because it does exist, it is damaging, and it is unhelpful. Alrighty, so we're going to fold that up, we're going to put it in the drawer, we're going to say we honor all of these changes that we did not want, that harmed us, that really traumatized us. We're going to put that in the drawer. We're going to talk about some other kinds of changes that I am an advocate of. I really want to differentiate those two, okay? Because there are some changes that are not necessary, but people acted on. And maybe we acted on them too, and we just didn't know any better, okay? And then there are other changes that I believe are necessary. So let's unpack the different types of change. There is when you're in a bad situation and you feel like you need to get out. Okay, so that's one type of change. There's another type of change where you're like, wow, like life is good, but it's too quiet and I need to get outside my comfort zone. I need to go. I need to like do something. Okay, there's that type of change. There's another type of change that's like, oh gosh, I really don't want to do this. This is similar to the first one that I mentioned. I really don't want to do this, but I know I'll be better in the end right? So it's like, oh, I don't really want to move to a different city, but I'm really excited about this new job. So mm, I'm going to do it. Okay. It's like, I don't really want to, but I do. I really do in the end. And then there's the other type of change where it's just like, yikes, this is really an inconvenience, (laughs) but I have to change to continue to grow and learn, even though it's inconvenient. So there's lots and lots and lots of different types of changes. And here's where I want to float something. But at first, I want to start out with a story. I was in a violin lesson and I was like little. I don't remember how old I was. Pretty little. And my teacher's like, okay, I want you to like employ some melancholy on this song. Like I want to hear it just be really melancholy. And I'm like looking back at her probably like, what did you, what are you talking about? And she's like, do you know what melancholy means? I'm like, no. (laughs) And she's like, Oh, like just like really sad. Like you have to move away from all your friends and like, it's really sad. And so, yeah, that's really sad. And you betcha. I put so much melancholy in that song. You guys have no idea. It was so touching. It was so moving. Okay. Just for the record. Here's, here's the thing. Some types of grief, like the example that she gave were like, yeah, that's really sad. That's really melancholy. Okay. And other types of change are really triumphant. Like you're getting away from an abusive situation. You're learning, you're growing. And some stuff is right in the middle. Like the example I get like, oh my gosh, I'm moving. And I'm really excited about the opportunities that I have, but I'm leaving all my friends. It can be bittersweet, right? And that's okay. But here's where I want to say that typically as humans, we are averse to change. When we find something that works, we want to stick with it because it's working, why change it? 
I'm here to tell you that the reason why you have to change things is because things change with time. Things are never stagnant in nature. So if you want to maintain where you are, you have to change. And if you want to move from where you are, you have to change drastically, which is often why when we think change, we think pain because if we want to change something drastically, often it is really uprooting ourselves, our physical environment, our emotional environment, our social environment. We really have to uproot a lot of things and that can come with a lot of pain. So there's this book called Who Moved My Cheese? And I am failing to remember the author, but if you type that into Google, it'll pop right up. It's a short book. Uh, I thought when I, <laughs> I thought, when I um, went to go read it or buy it or whatever, I was like, oh, okay, like it's probably like a longer book. And uh, no, no, it's almost like the equivalent of like a children's book, but for adults. Anyways, in this book, they talk about how like there's different characters and some of the characters stay where the cheese is. The, the characters are like, okay like we found some cheese let's just stay here and then eventually the cheese runs out but the other characters had already left like they were already on to bigger and better things okay here's a couple things on this there is something called what i call by by saying this is what it's called i'm saying this is what i call it it's not official by any means where the grass is greener syndrome and these are the type of people that are always going on to the next thing. You're like, oh my gosh, like I cannot keep up with you. Like you're running away from something. That's kind of what it seems like at least. And then there's people that you're like, okay, they're not letting opportunities go stale. Like they're always moving on to the next thing. There's a fine line between the two. It's all about finding your, your personal style, what works for you, what's healthiest, right? So... In this book, it talks about the importance of moving and changing for ultimate success and that if you stay the same, you're going to be behind. I remember my mom telling me something really crucial, a crucial life lesson that has always stuck with me is that your belief system in something never stays the same. You always have to feed it something or even you're subconsciously feeding it stuff and it goes in waves, okay? So like if you have a worldview, you're telling yourself internal messages, but you're also absorbing information from the outside, sometimes on a confirmation bias basis. And you're always either increasing the frequency of that worldview, decreasing it, strengthening it, weakening it. There's no such thing as a stagnant belief system. This is true for pretty much everything in nature. So much so that I want to make a bold claim. Change is necessary to sustain life. Why is this? Well, because we see this pattern over and over again in nature. Change has to exist for us to survive. We have to change food in its form to energy for us to sustain life. We have to move. We have to move our bodies and we have to stimulate our minds to be our healthiest selves. We have to be changing the state of something in order to create something, right? Like you have to boil water to form steam or to cook something. Like you have to change something. A flower or a seed it has to change 
to produce something, you have to plant a seed. It has to change and then it produces food, which then changes again. And again, nature is full of so many abundant, beautiful examples of change that it should be a big hint to us that in order for us to be most life-sustaining, most successful, most able and capable to pursue life in its natural form, we have to be conducive to change, which is so hard sometimes, right? Like once we find comfortability, we want to stay there. This is such a spoiler, guys. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. I really am. If you stay in that comfortable place, over time, it gets less and less comfortable. You have to be constantly changing for it to remain comfortable. Okay, this is where I want to talk about hustle culture. I know that there are so many ambitious folks out there who are making big moves. And you know what? That's why one of the reasons I'm here, right? Is to help you make big moves, to make big changes so that you can have an increase in confidence and in your goals and all the things, right? At the same time, it is possible to have peace and serenity tranquility while also changing that is the million dollar question is how to do that okay we're all trying to figure that out because hustle culture is so toxic okay i'm not advocating like okay hustle change hurry like that's the only way you're gonna make i don't want to place this false sense of urgency on you or this like awful sense of like oh my gosh like i gotta hurry like no 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 think about change in its natural forms, it can happen so slowly. You know, like those trees that you see, and then you go back a few years later and you're like, whoa, like I never noticed that tree growing before when I lived here, but that is a huge tree now. It's kind of what nature in its natural form is doing. It's always changing, but in a very peaceful, quiet, serene, but very effective way. Hustle culture is about kind of running yourself into the ground, honestly. And that's not what we're about here. We're about finding effortless ways to make big moves, peaceful ways to become confident. I'm here to tell you, like, you don't have to work so hard for that, okay? Like, it's okay. In fact, I believe peace and taking a step back time are all crucial parts of change. I want us to go back to the seed analogy for just a second. So we plant a little seed. That seed needs warmth, lots and lots of warmth, hydration, and a good environment to grow in. I think we are so similar. When we want to change, we need plentiful warmth from the people around us we need a positive atmosphere to grow in one that's conducive and is giving us all that we need to change that we are positioning our roots in a way that we're like okay like this is where the nutrients are like this is where i'm gonna find the most success that kind of change like oh let's not put my roots over here let's put it over here those kind of changes that are what like those little moves little little those are what are going to make the biggest positive changes, okay? And hydration, just like, ooh, like, oh, just, it's okay. 
it's okay to just sit back, relax, take a drink of water, and then keep going, all right? Change is so, it's so nuanced, like I say. It's so layered in all its many forms. But again, it's so crucial for what you're trying to accomplish. I want us to just, this would be a fabulous journaling activity, is just be like, okay, what is my current relationship with change? What experiences have impacted the way that I view change? Is that how I want to view change? Okay, if not, how do I want to change? (laughs) How do I want to change how I view change? That's funny. Because ultimately, change is how we position ourselves for the most growth, the most happiness, the most success, the most peace, coincidentally. After you're done journaling a little bit on your relationship with change, I want you to think about your life. This is another topic I want to bring up. There's so many definitions and so many differentiations on this that, quite frankly, I completely lose track. So if you have a definition assigned to one of these, run with that. People are like, be content, but don't be satisfied. Or be satisfied, but don't be content. Like, there's all these little sayings and different ideologies. What they're getting at is like, okay, be really grateful for what you have, but keep moving. And that's kind of the iteration I want to add to here is as you're growing and learning and changing, be grateful for where you're at and also have a positive relationship with change in that you feel comfortable saying, wow, I am so amazed at where I'm at today. Like it's so awesome. And it's okay for me to want more. It is okay for you to want more. Okay. You don't have to be minimalistic here. It's okay, but you want to change. Let's just embrace everything as usual with gratitude. Okay. So you're going to turn on some things like, okay, I really, really love this about my life right now. I am not 100% behind this in my life right now, though. I really feel like I could pivot a little bit here, and this is why I want to change. I want to find more of this and less of this in my life. You can go and listen to the goal-setting podcast on how to, how to approach those goals and how to, how to tackle those. But this podcast is just more focused on like, okay, change is okay. Why is it okay? Find your own reason why it's okay. I'm here to just float the idea that it is what is life sustaining. Now, this is the part where I I start to say change also has its, uh, (laughs) the word that's coming to mind is decomposition phase, which um, make of that what you will. But I'm just thinking of a flower after it's been in full bloom. It does decompose. It does fade, right? Like life does change in all of its forms. Like it does bloom and then it does decompose. And like that's a part of change as well. So just realizing like, okay, as we're changing, there might be times when we can really tell that things are going well and other times where it's like preemptive. We're like, is this working or not? And then... Oftentimes, you know, another sprout will grow or another bloom will bloom or, and that's okay. Okay. Like just to say that this isn't consistent as we would like it to be, it ebbs, it flows. Change is absolutely there to help us and it's okay 
to question that from time to time. Just be like, is this really helpful though? And make your life what you want it to be. Because here's my, here's the bottom line. You are in control. You are always in control. I know that some of us are more empowered and some of us are less empowered. And I see that and I realize that. If you are in a place of danger or less empowerment or any place of not being in control, please find help, reach out to authorities, reach out to anyone you need to, to feel in control again, because that is one of life's greatest gifts is that we are the authors of our own stories. And I really believe that. So when you are employing change, always remember you've got this. Sometimes I think it's easy to say, oh my gosh, like I, I, I rolled this snowball out and now it's out of control. No, it's always in control. You've got this. Okay. And there might be some few circumstances where you're not. And I recognize those. And there's always those, those finite examples. But for the most part, you are always in control. Even if you feel like you're not, I want you to really, really think about it. Get the help and assistance you need and get your life in control in the way you want it to be and change what you want to and need to, how you want to. Nobody gets to tell you. You are your own author. You're writing your own story. You get to enact and stop your own changes. And I hope that in viewing change, maybe in a different lens than usual, maybe in a less derogatory way you're able to see oh wow I really can use change to my benefit and to my growth and to my learning and I hope you're excited about it because it's so powerful and it's so (laughs) life-changing in all the best ways and with that I will see you next time